Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh from 97.1 The Freak, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 a.m. Uh, and on the iHeartRadio app, if you're outside the listening area, we podcast every segment we ever do. He is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. From DallasCowboys.com, A to Z Sports, this show, and from a Christian um, high school athletic office near you. Just... Yeah, it's paint like a jail cell. That's good. <laughs> you got trophies, though. Yeah, we win. We win a little bit. Trophies are good. Yeah. How are you, Jesse? Happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 30, 35. 35. 39 years old, man. So. I got the grays to show for it, you know. You yep. see the grays in there, yeah. I'm getting to yep. that G daddy stage, you know. All, all the, all the young girls now call me G daddy. All the old women just call me Jesse. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna say daddy. Um, okay, yeah. Before we went on, I thought you said 35, and I was gonna ask you to help the Cowboys. But at 39, I think you're probably washed. Yeah, really, I mean, yeah. T.O. has a better shot to helping them than I do. That's just stop it. That was a hilarious story that popped up for about an hour, and I just laughed. Um, but, I mean, people really reported it. Hey, guys, uh, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And uh, the Cowboys are favored against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by three points. They're your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whatever sport that might be. Go to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit when you use the promo code BELIEVE. B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. You betting on the Cowboys? Uh, you, well, you're not a gambling man, are you, Jesse? Um, not, not, not like Vegas gambling, man. It's a man of the Lord. You know. But I do owe I've I've been told that I do owe you a bet. Did we bet? Oh, somebody CD I bet. That's a CD bet, yes. All right, then owe me 20 bucks so I can go buy a ribeye at Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> what did we bet? Twelve hundred? I don't even remember what it was, but fans have told me that I that I won by nine. You won by nine yards. Oh, I bet he would go for 1350. Good for me. What a beast. Would you like to apologize to CD or would you like to focus on the Cowboys performance <laughs> this last week? I'll, I'll apologize. I'll be I'll be a man and and because I was skeptical that CD was going to be able to step into that number one role leading into the season and and he's done just fine. Um he has done just fine. Maybe he maybe need to get his number changed or have Noah change his number. Cause I think Dak sometimes forgets that 85 is not 88, and we should not be throwing 85 the ball in some of those situations. So I'm CD. I'm like, yo, bro, you my man and all, but you gotta go get like, go get a go get a team number so that there is no just you know misinformation or we have a clear distinction of what 88 look like because sometimes an 85 scrunched down can look like an 88, you know. So yeah. maybe Dak is looking like, oh, that's CD, you know, and it's it's the locks and. Defenders are coming around, so the hair and the number kind of resembles. So you might be like, "Oh yeah, there's CD down there, throws it up." Oh no, wait, that's that's Noah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Dak played like Dak. Dak played like crap, so he doesn't need any excuses this week. But I would have appreciated if Noah or Ty would have brought in the bombs that were thrown to him that went through both hands, even though they were thrown into double coverage. 
but I mean, nobody played well this week, so I don't even know where to go. If you want to talk about good things that came out of the Washington game, but if you want to talk about concerning things going into the Tampa game, you can pick where you want to start. I have a list of 11 things where you want to start, Jesse. Oh man. Um, shoot. Um, I was quietly like at times because of my Tar Heel, you know, alumni. Damn it, Jesse. You're cheering. You're cheering for Washington. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't cheering for Washington. No, but you know when Sam Howell cut back and he made uh, 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 the linebacker miss and then made three, four people miss and scored a touchdown. I was like, like the little Russell Wilson in the corner eating like the little. I was like, I mean, he ran for seven or eight hundred yards in that game. Cowboys, if a quarterback can move, the Cowboys are screwed. Um, okay, I'm gonna start with the two things that. Well, I'll start with because there's two things that I don't know that the Cowboys can fix. They're just going to have to play really, really well and overcome it. But number one would be they have now tried Kelvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright, and Trayvon Mullen as the left cornerback, and every one of them is toasty, toasty, toasty. Um, so I don't know if they're going to just go to a playoff game and say Xavier Rhodes uh, washed off the couch, it's your turn, or is Mackenzie Alexander going to play, or are they just going to be like, look, we're going to drop a linebacker into the left flat every play and have a safety on the deep left half of the field every play. And you just guard stop routes. Like that's the one that like Tom Brady's going to look to his right on every snap because they have tried now everybody with no Anthony Brown, with no Jordan Lewis, they can't find a dude that can play NFL football. You know, that one play when, when Trayvon Mullins, um, when, when scary Terry caught the fade route, I went back and I looked at that play, and there's so much wrong in that one play. Like in just in that one play, from just a DB's perspective, and you know, I started to go on Twitter, like you know, let me help people understand, like, hey, as a DB, you have like these keys of um, alignment, you have keys of route yardage, and Trayvon Mullen ignored all of them. Like the first one, when Scary Terry lines up two yards outside the top of the numbers he ain't running nothing outside but a go route like all, he's he's eliminated all the out routes the comebacks anything that has to do with an outside breaking route when you line up plus two on the numbers you, you ain't running them then he, he's playing like nine yards off and scary hold on jesse time out i'm calling time out it's doing a weird repeat of you, and I'm going to see if it's on your or mine. Hello. Hi, Jesse. Say hi. What's up? Okay. Well, last week, Wi-Fi sucked, and that one started looping something that you'd already said back to me again, and I don't know if it was my fault or your fault, but people are going to get to see it. Continue. Okay. And, um, you know, plus two on the numbers, and I'm like, all right, everything outside is dead, Right. Yep. And then it was like you lined up nine yards off. You clearly have off coverage. You can see the quarterback take his drops, and Scary Terry comes off. I mean, you know, Usain Bolt track running stance. Five to seven yards is your, you know, first is the smoke route, right? Smoke route or, or bubble screen. That's the first one. Then that's that, that's dead. Then you immediately go to five to seven yards. You can run your in to out to slant routes from there. Then you go, you know, 10 to 12 where you can run a, a deeper hitch route, you can run a curl route, you can run an in and out route, whatever. Then it's 14 to 16, then it's 18 to 22 to go. And you get to about 15 yards and Scary Terry has not broken stride. He's not, like, he's literally head down, has not given you any indication. 
didn't do any stutter stepping, didn't do anything. And you're still like in your backpedal side shuffle, and then you do the cardinal sin when a guy has already had a 15-yard running head start. You swing open your hips and open the gate, and you give him absolutely free access to the express lane, and he runs smooth by you. And I was like, dog, if this is what we have to put out on the football field, Tom Brady is upset that he has to wait till Monday night. Like, he was like, you could have gave me this Saturday. I, I need to get to this thing before they try to get out there and correct it and give these guys an opportunity to get it right. But you're right. It's, 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 we've seen it all. We've seen enough. And I guess the next, the next shot is, hey, Xavier Rhodes, you're up. Let's see what you can do. Because the guys that they've already tried is, are, are not it. Yeah, and I think that a corner that is um, going to be trying to play NFL football that hadn't been playing NFL football this year because nobody wanted him, uh, I think the odds of that going well are pretty low, but I just, you know, that's one of those things that you just don't have an answer for. You're going to have to try with one of them and hope you can give them enough help to survive. Um, the next thing that they don't have an answer for, but I can draw better optimism, is you still, yes, you have one good receiver. Maybe T.Y. can qualify and help you. I mean, he just had one drop, but he definitely looks more explosive and like he can still separate better than either Gallup or Noah Brown. So Jesse Holly is probably right, and you just need more T.Y. Hilton snaps. But that one doesn't terrify me as much, only because that same cast of characters, when Dak plays better and they can run the ball a little bit, scores 35 points a game. So like, I'm not going to have a total freak out about wide receiver, but there's not a fix this late in the season. And that's just, what are you going to do? Go play. This is, I mean, you, you, you gambled on, you know, CD becoming the number one, which he has, but you also gambled on, hey, we're, we're, we're going to take our chances with Michael Gallup and maybe James Washington and hopefully Tolbert can step in and be that number two guy in replace of what CD Lamb was a year ago. And you've yet to actually fill that number two role. You've kind of been in by, you know, wide receiver by committee, wide receiver two by committee, and Michael Gallup finds his ways to go absence in games and, Noah Brown finds his way to go absence in game. And maybe you thought that it would be Dalton Schultz, but he finds his way to get absence in game. So while you kind of bumped up CeeDee Lamb and he's filled admirably and honorably in that number one wide receiver spot, you did a bad job in filling up the rest of the spots. And now everything behind CeeDee Lamb is, eh. Well, yeah, it's such a passing league. And I think like when they decided that they didn't care about Amar anymore, you just try to spin it as – um. Like, well, we don't have to replace a number one wide receiver because we have a number one wide receiver. What we need is to find a new third receiver. And my thing is more like, no, you're replacing Amari Cooper and three receivers are starters. So you need to have three capable NFL starting receivers. Uh, yeah, I guess I think they were just banking on Jalen Tolbert. And whoops, if Jalen Tolbert can't do better than Noah Brown, oh man, I worry. Jalen Tolbert didn't get dressed and they cut a wide receiver. Like they were down a wide receiver. And they like they were down one, and the hopes I believe in this game was to come out to play really well in the first half. Look at the scoreboard at halftime, and they get the guys out. And one of those guys would have been C.D. Lamb, and Jalen Tolbert still didn't get an opportunity to get dressed. And they were planning on sitting at least one or two of their leading receivers. So I don't know what Jalen Tolbert has done or has not done, but boy, like. At the end of the year, and in, in a kind of half meaningful, maybe not meaningful game, once we looked at the scoreboard kind of situation, 
guys usually get the call up for an opportunity to go out there and play, and they didn't even get dressed. That 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 that's way in the doghouse, far deep down in the under the doghouse. They are now on a two-week run of Zeke averaging less than two yards per carry, uh, and in those two games, Pollard averaged three point something and two point something. So. You know, it's funny in the NFL where I don't think a lot of people think of Tyler Biotish as being some stud center, but he's an NFL starter. And now that Connor McGovern is a starter at center and everybody else is moving around and Jason Peters is a left tackle and Tyron Smith is a right tackle, they can't run block to save their lives. So all I would say is, please, I didn't think I'd ever say this, please, God, Tyler Biotish, let that ankle be okay. We need Tyler Biotish, Jesse. I need Tyler back. You know, the old saying is you never know what you got to what you got is gone. Anthony Brown. Yeah, Terrence Steele. All right. And, and and those are the things where, you know, the, the common fan at times don't understand how important it is to get offensive linemen to work in sync, to be able to step, 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 step. Okay, you break off and we'll get that second, that second level block. And now we're and the time like that that has to happen. At the same time as the running back is receiving the handoff, so it all has to succinctly come into one formation at the same time. And while I like Tyron, no Tyron personally, he's a great human being. Don't know Jason Peters, but he has an illustrious career, and both of those dudes will be in the Hall of Fame. Whenever they hang the cleats up, five years will, 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 will pass by, and we'll hear their name in the conversation. They aren't those dudes right now. And it is hurting this offensive line significantly. Um, and, you know, when you think about what you're getting ready to face with Vita Vea, with, uh, you know, with Devin White and guys like that, and how that sometimes the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will blitz uh, and bring some pressure in their defensive ends and their interior defense. That, that is a scary proposition that, that the Cowboys are getting ready to face with this kind of makeshift offensive line. And I get the name Peters and I get the name Tyron Smith. But we 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 are living we are living in our past days of those guys, and on a consistent basis, those two dudes are old in body and old in age. Yeah, and I think this is like one of those things where, I mean, you have a playoff game Monday night, so you're not going to fast forward a lot to next season. But the offensive that one off offensive line that we got used to for a long time, like it's over. Zach Martin still exists and is still very good. But this is going to be the Tyler Smith, Zach Martin, uh, Terrence Steele off. And Steele's going to miss a chunk of next year. You better believe it. Um, but I'm not trying to – yeah, Jeff, don't worry about next year yet. Why don't you just worry about the playoff game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, stupid head. Um, so offensive line, left corner, Dak playing like poo-poo. They can't run the ball. Pass rush. I think it was okay but it's not the terrifying thing that once upon a time it was probably because you were getting your butt kicked and you couldn't really do that. Uh, Dan Quinn has been requested to interview for the Denver Broncos job, which he wanted to take last year, but he did not get it offered to him. Uh, has Dan Quinn lost shine to you? Cause I feel like a year ago when it was like, Dan Quinn's going to interview everybody was terrified. Does it feel different this year where you're like, eh, okay. No, because when you, I mean, when you look at, and you're a numbers guy, um, they are a second in the NFL in sacks and they lead the NFL in turnovers for two seasons in a row. Like, that's fact. Um, I think injuries hurt. 
Um, I think there was, I think if Dan Quinn and company could, you know, what's the new commercial where they throw the red flag and kind of go back, you know, if oh, Dan, is it like a progressive, I don't know if it's an insurance or I know what you're talking about. I think if Dan Quinn can go back, he would say, boy, Michael Parsons is a fierce pass rusher, but he's not built for pass rushing for an 18 week season. And that, I think a lot of where his things began to crumble was when Michael Parsons' body began to realize that at 250 pounds, going up against the 300-pound, 325-pound tackles and guards every single week wears on you a lot more at defensive end than it does at linebacker. And when that force kind of was nullified a little bit, he was hampered with some with some with some undisclosed injuries, and you can just see the, you can see the season begin to weigh on him. Like it's just been like it's like a heaviness on him. Like Sam Howell's athletic, but there were times where he was where Michael Parsons was chasing Sam Howell, and before you just start to see that gap get closed up, Michael was stopping on some plays. Like ah hey, they got a better angle than I got. Hey, y'all got it, you know. And that's not that's but you could just see the season just heavy on his body. So those things are still factual. You know, you found a guy like Micah Parsons and turned him into J. Ron Curse was a guy who was a journeyman and found him to be a good player. Same thing with Donovan Wilson. I mean, he's found guys and turned them into players. He's, you know, the makeshift guy that he's had up front with Osa. So when you look at the when you look at the crust of it, you say, you know what? Well, the later part of the year. Teams kind of figured you out a little bit, and some of your players got injured, and you got a little bit banged up. Dan Quinn was still able to do some really good things with different players and and develop and bring some guys along. So I still think that's a tantalizing, um, you know, a tantalizing and intriguing thing for NFL ownership. And I think Denver really wanted him last year, but I think they got a little bit hoodwinked when they thought if we bring Nathaniel Hackett, maybe just maybe Aaron Rodgers will follow, and Aaron Rodgers didn't. And then they realize, oh, you're really no good without Aaron Rodgers, huh? You're one of those guys. You, you're one of those Belichick guys, huh? You, when you don't have a really, 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 really goat quarterback, you ain't really crap. But it's Russell Wilson. It's Russell Wilson. We see, we, we see who you are, Nathaniel Hackett. And now he's going. I think now they'll bring in a guy like Dan Quinn who can, you can, who can really use that. They have a good defense in Denver. And then now have Dan Quinn hire a really good, maybe one of these young, you know, innovative. Um, what's the, what's the guy, the hot name out of Tennessee? Uh, ben something was it Ben? Uh, ben? I can't I can't help you. Yeah, you know, one of the new hot shots and bring him as an office coordinator, but have that stability with Dan Quinn. You know, at least being able to have that defense playing at a, at a top notch level. Stack left corner offensive line, uh, linebacker. I think that one's another one that's tough because there's not much you can do about it other than you're going to get Leighton Vanderush back this week. And it's just like week by week, it becomes more and more clear to me just that not only is Leighton Vanderush the best linebacker on this team, it ain't close. It ain't close. It ain't close. Like they, Anthony Barr and Damone Clark were getting attacked by Washington. Like Greg Olson was drawing it up where it's like, yeah, so I'm going to get rid of the corner like this. I'm going to get rid of the safety like this. And I'm going to find Damone Clark with Terry McLaurin. And uh, not that Vanderich is a great cover linebacker, but he is the best linebacker on this team, which is great for him. That's kind of a nice bounce back for Leighton. He's going to get some money out of it. Um, but Anthony Barr and Damone Clark, that ain't it, man. And, and, and that's terrifying thinking about all the short crossing routes and all the underneath that the, Cow- that the Cowboys, that the Buccaneers enjoy doing. 
if those guys are doing that, you know, and can't read and pass that off and, and really be able to stop that, again, I, I, I've said this for weeks, and people kept saying, have you seen the way Tampa Bay – okay, just be careful what you ask for because playoff time in Tampa Bay are different than regular season. They hone in. They really hone in on you. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady can't have a bad game. I'm not saying they can't have a bad game. But there's there, – we we sometimes when unknown situations begin to arise, we get we we rely on our history, and the history says that that dude at quarterback is really good at this portion of the season, this third season that you get involved in, and in fact he actually won it two years ago, and it also says that especially when you lose your season finale, Dallas Cowboys. You're six and seven playing your first round game after losing your season finale. So history doesn't bode well for you, even though Vegas gives you a three point advantage right now. I just wish they had one more DB that wasn't hurt or was good. Cause I'm going through it in my head and I'm like, if I could just hide one of them, like Van Der Esch plays linebacker and standing next to him is Donovan Wilson or J Ron curse, a guy who is a safety that can cover, you know, and they'll do that. They'll do a decent yeah. amount of that. And then I could play if I could play a safety at linebacker with Van Der Esch, a four-man line, and then I still had three safeties or a third good corner. I would have something. I just worry about what Tom Brady's going to do when he's looking around and he's like, "I know one of you can't play. Where is he? <laughs> where, where are you? <laughs> Found him." <laughs> and we'll talk more about Tampa on. Let me know if you're available to do something on. Thursday, because I will be in the air on Friday, uh, and we'll talk about Tampa and Dallas. Uh, but that's that's all I got for Washington and Dallas. The good news I would have for you is I would put more stock into what something looks like for 16 weeks than I would for one. There's a decent chance the Cowboys' offense is going to play well against Tampa. Well, you could also put it into a one-game sample size if you already played that team and your offense looked like crap. Um, Cowboys, Bucks, Vegas says that you're going to win, so that's good news. We happy? We good? If there is, if there is kind of one, you know, I guess glass half full, the Cowboys this particular season has not, have not lost two games back to back, and here is their here is, here is the Cowboys' win loss pattern for this season. The Cowboys lose a game, they win four games in a row. They lose a game, they win two games in a row. They lose a game, they win four games in a row. They lose a game, they won two games in a row. And then now they're back to losing a game. So they're going to win at least two games in a row. Well, no, 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 no. If they continue with the pattern, it comes back to four, two, four, two, four. Super Bowl. Four wins. Three. Super Bowl would be the four. Remember, you have no idea what anybody is going through, so be cool to everyone. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. We love you. Bye. Eliminate the contingencies. <laughs>